Thank you for listening to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message and his work today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. Real high, real loud, repeat after me. Today, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to me about the kingdom of God. After today, I am going to know exactly what the kingdom is and exactly what the kingdom isn't. After this month, I'm probably going to have a master's degree in kingdom talk. And that's going to be great for everybody around me because I can't extend the kingdom if I don't know the kingdom. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. Okay, I'm so excited. So excited. If you're taking notes, this first message uh, uh, is entitled, What's With This Kingdom Stuff? And that's the title of this message. What, what, what is with this kingdom stuff? Talk about the kingdom. You, you, you might hear people say, I'm kingdom-minded. I'm all about the kingdom of God. Uh, but then if you ask them, well, well, what is the kingdom? Then they're like, huh? Well, the kingdom is I go to the church. That's not the kingdom. You're a part of the body of Christ. But what does it really mean uh, to be a part of the kingdom of God? I want to explain that and break that down and hopefully answer some questions for you. Here is uh, the passage that we're going to read. Just, just, just two verses. And this is in uh, the gospel according to St. Mark, chapter number one. The gospel according to St. Mark, chapter number one. Here's, here's what it says. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. Whose news was it? God's good news. OK, here's what it says in verse number 15. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. Who announced it? Jesus did. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the what? Louder. One more time. There you go, four times. (laughs) Believe the good news. The good news. All right, bow your heads. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, help us to grab the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Now, now let me give you the definition of what it means to be uh, a minister of tourism, because this is what the series is all about. I need to give you the proper definition of what it means to be a minister uh, of tourism. Literally, it means that uh, this person is the head of the governmental department that specializes in tourism, recreation, and or culture. Tourism, recreation, and or culture. What the Minister of Tourism does uh, is tell people about the amenities and the attractions of the city, the state, or the country that they represent. They also tell you where the best recreational activities are. And they are experts at telling you what the culture 
is all about. They know exactly how to take you through the ins and the outs. These are the the type of people you want to meet when you go into a country or a city. If you really want to immerse yourself uh, in that culture, you don't go to all the vacation destinations. You don't go to all the tourist places. You ask somebody who who knows about uh, the lay of the land, hey, where can I go and get some real authentic food that represents this culture? Right. I want to I I love the Bahamas and and I love that we're at the beachfront, but I want to go somewhere that's like a hole in the wall. okay? and I want to have some conch fritters. Some of y'all have taken a trip or two. Right. I want to I want to be somewhere where where the locals can tell me what's really going on. I don't want to stay on this commercialized side. Hear me. I, I, I want to go into uh, 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 the real culture and experience it for what it is. I don't want to be just a part of the commercialized church. I, I, I don't want I, I to just be a part of a Christian culture. I, I really want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I was flicking channels uh, a couple of years ago and a, a commercial came up, a 30 second commercial came up. Uh, for uh, uh, Arkansas. Come visit Arkansas. Why? <laughs> Why would I ever visit Arkansas? You can't even pronounce your state right. It's Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, phonetically, there's no way you can say Arkansas without a W or an H or something until you can pronounce your own state right. I'm not coming. That was the first five seconds of the commercial. By the end of the 30-second spot, I was like, maybe I do want to visit <laughs> Arkansas. They made it sound great. They, they literally gave me the good news about their state to the point that it was so attractive that I didn't go, but at least I thought about it. I was like, well, maybe one day, but not now. So what, is, what does it mean to be uh, a minister of tourism, what, what are we telling people as believers uh, uh, the good news about? Well, we're telling them the good news about, the Jesus, about Jesus and we're telling them the good news about the kingdom of God. But, but, but if you're going to talk about the kingdom, you need to know what the kingdom is. And you need to know what the kingdom isn't. So, so I want to talk to you about these things. And then after this, we'll pray and then we'll go bye bye. All right. Point number one, if you're taking notes, here is uh, point number one. What, what is the kingdom of God? This is the, this is the question we have to answer. What, what is the kingdom of God? And here's the answer, and it's a basic answer, the answer that most people don't even come up with. The kingdom of God is the arrival of Jesus. That is what the kingdom is. The most basic answer I can give you, if someone asks you, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the arrival of Jesus. He said it himself in uh, 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 Mark chapter number one, verse 15. He said, the kingdom of God is near. He was talking about himself. That's why he said it was near. It's right here. If the queen of England were to walk into this building right now, all of England walks in with her. All of England would be near because she was here. 
And, 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 and that proximity just means that now you have access to it because you did not have access to it before. This is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. Here's the first thing it says in 1 Kings chapter number 9, verse number 5. Then I will establish the throne of your dynasty over Israel. For I made this promise to your father, David. This is God talking to Solomon after he ascended to the throne. One of your descendants will always sit on the throne of Israel. Here's what it says uh, in Isaiah chapter number nine, verse number six. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He will rule, uh, his government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. The kingdom of God is the arrival of Jesus. This is why when uh, 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 Jesus arrived, uh, most of the Jewish people did not embrace him because reading these Old Testament prophecies, what they were anticipating was for uh, a king to come sit back on the rightful throne uh, and overthrow Roman rule. But what they did not understand about the kingdom that Jesus came to establish is that he was not after land space. He was after heart space. He comes through uh, the backdrop of uh, the most expansive empire that's ever hit planet Earth. And they were thinking, yes, flip that over, establish Israel, and we will have the physical throne back and we will have physical rule. And he said, no, no, no. Uh, in the past, I came after territory. Present and future, I'm coming after hearts. If I'm going to conquer nations, it's not going to be overthrowing their land. It's going to be upsetting their hearts. He says, I, 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 I want this to be uh, how I get in. So here's a statement to write down if you would like. The kingdom of God is not tied to a territory. It dynamically began in Jesus's person and extended to his followers. I am near I am here and I'm giving it away to everyone that's around me that will believe that I am the Messiah. Jesus did not come for land space. He came for heart space. That is his assignment in the earth. So point number one, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is what? It's just the arrival of Jesus. So point number two, please write this down. How was the kingdom of God established? How was the kingdom of God established? Here's the answer. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, this is how the kingdom of God was established. The arrival of the kingdom came with him, but through his shed blood on the cross, his death, his burial, and his resurrection came the establishment of his kingdom. There's no way you can take it away now. It is now established because he paid for it. Here's what it says in Matthew chapter number 28, 
verse number 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I actually want uh, 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 verse number 18, not 19. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Matthew chapter number 28, verse 18 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Now, listen to me. He could not make this statement that I have authority in heaven and on earth until he paid for it. Now, you remember when he was walking to earth, people used to say, wow, I'm astonished at his doctrine. Where does his authority come from? He had authority on earth, but he could not have authority in heaven and on earth until he paid for it with his own blood. This is why the appeal and the, and the temptation of, of Satan uh, in Matthew chapter number four, when he's tempted, uh, was, was not uh, enticing to Jesus. He said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth right now if you would just fall down on your knees and worship me. And, and here is Jesus' response. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. You want me to take something without paying for it. If I take your deal, I have authority here, but I won't have authority there. He says, you're trying to get me to take authority that I haven't paid for, that I haven't earned. Uh, but I believe in delayed gratification. I'm not taking your deal, Satan. I'm actually going to go uh, uh, and fulfill the, the burden that's been placed on me. I will hang. I will bleed. I will die. Because that's what I've been assigned to do. And that's why when he comes back, this is after his resurrection, right before he gives the Great Commission. Here's what he says. All authority is now mine. I went ahead and paid for that. <laughs> I have all authority. So, so, so y'all are good here and there. We good. So you can go make disciples of all the nations now. Here's why. Because I've paid for it. You can now go and extend the kingdom. Why? Because I've paid for it. It's been established and nothing can take it away because my blood has been poured out for you. Here's what it says in Ephesians chapter number one, verse number six. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Now, this is good right here. He purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. Say that with me. He purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. Let me tell you something about this blood. This blood was shed for uh, uh, the remission of our sins. They, they, they were shed uh, so that they could purchase our freedom. Uh, but but <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock over a, a, a sacred Pentecostal cow right now. Uh, uh, and and I, hope, I hope you'll be okay after I do it. Um, uh, 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 I'm going to do it with this statement first. We use his authority by speaking his name, not pleading his blood. Just let that marinate for a moment. We use his authority by speaking his name, not pleading his blood. 
Now, now I know that in uh, uh, some, some Christian circles, uh, pleading the blood is, is a thing we do in intercession. And pleading the blood is, is something that we use at, uh, in our prayer life. But, but you need to understand something. Uh, uh, Jesus' blood was used to purchase our freedom. I need you to get this. Jesus' blood was used to purchase our freedom. But, but, but Jesus' name is used to protect our freedom. I'm just letting it wash over you. His blood is used to protect our freedom. The, the, the blood was used. His name is used. Listen, the, the blood was currency for our salvation. The name is authority for our salvation. When I hear people say, I plead the blood, to plead means to urge or to appeal with urgency. May I ask you a question? How are you pleading for something that was shared before you knew to ask? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. <laughs> Before you knew to ask for the blood, he shed the blood. But the check's been cashed. You can't cash it again. <laughs> he used his blood to give you a position, to give you righteousness. What you have now is a name. The demons aren't running because of blood. They're running because of the name. In the Old Testament, the death angel flew over the houses that had the blood applied. They didn't need it to follow them after that moment. The death angel went over. The blood, is in the, it wasn't even against the angel of death. It was for the people that used it. The, 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 the blood is not what we use against the enemy. The blood is what Jesus used for us. Can't talk about the kingdom if you don't have the culture right. So, so, so I just want you to be conscious. I know it's probably been ingrained, right? I plead the blood. Just stop. Just stop pleading it. It's, uh, the check's already been cashed. The blood's already been, listen, he's not bleeding again. I'm trying to help somebody. He is not going to do that again. That blood was so efficacious, it was so effective that the moment it dropped, it stopped everything that would hinder you from having a relationship with Jesus Christ. He is not going to bleed out again. He is not going to apply it again. It is done. But let me tell you what's going to last forever. The name is going to last forever. His name is used. The first thing you got to understand about the kingdom is we have a name. <laughs> that is above all name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess things on the earth, above the earth, below the earth. Everything's going to bow to that name. So 
So point number three. <laughs> That's my mama, y'all. <laughs> Everything I know about this book, <laughs> she started teaching me when I was three. So if the woman gets happy, let her get happy. Point number three, how do we enter the kingdom of God? How do we enter the kingdom of God? Again, I want this to be so simple that you can share it anywhere you go. When, when stuff is too difficult, it sounds like a math equation. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not good at math. Okay? I'm, I just, numbers, words mean something to me. But numbers, um, uh, now, let, let, me, let me, I can add. <laughs> Before you think I'm, something's real wrong with me. I can add. I can subtract, I can divide, and I can multiply, okay? The moment you start in with some fractions, okay? The moment you start in with alphanumeric equations, right? There's like numbers, but then some letters, right? If nine equals X, no, I'm done. I, I quit right there. The moment... I see a letter, right, in a math equation, I've chunked deuces. I'm out, I'm not coming back with you. I'm starting to draw cartoons. That's all I was doing in class was like. <laughs> Timmy, do you have it? Yes. So I'm not good with that, right? Well, well, well the kingdom should be the same way. If you can't explain it, how can you expand it? How can you make it sound attractive if you don't even get it? So, so how do we enter the kingdom? The, the answer is very simple. Repent of our sins and believe the good news. N now, listen, I need to explain repentance uh, so, so that you can really understand it. Uh, uh, because a lot of people think uh, to repent means to apologize. They think it means to say I'm sorry or to feel bad. That's not what repent means. Repent literally means to change your mind. So when you see, when you, when you see uh, 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 repent of your sins and believe the good news, here's basically what he's saying. Uh, I need you to change your mind about your lifestyle now that you've met me. That's what repent of your sins mean. Right? Sometimes you say to people, do you repent of your sins? I'm not no sinner. Everybody's a sinner. We're all sinners saved by grace. That's fine. But did you change your mind about your lifestyle? In light of, uh, of meeting this king and, and understanding that you might want to be a part of his country, have you changed your mind about how you're going to live now that you're coming into this kingdom? Now, now, now you, you, this, is, this, this, is, this is fundamental. Every nation does this on earth what would make you think it's going to be different about the kingdom of God when that's the first country that's ever been established <laughs> if you moved to Germany today and said I want to now become a German citizen today you're going to have to change your mind about how you've been living because if you become a German citizen, they're going to hand you a beer. Yeah. 
You German? Have a pint. I don't drink beer. You German? I just, just the way it goes down. Are you German? The country says that there's some cultural things that come with living here that you're going to have to embrace. If you're saying that you literally want to be a citizen of, if you visit him, you can skip it. I'm trying to help somebody. <laughs> if you visit him, you can skip it. But if you want to become a citizen, there's some things you're going to have to take on. The language is going to change. Your custom is going to change. You're not going to get a big old house like you get in Texas. You're going to have to adapt to the weather and the environment. Some things change when you say you want to be a citizen of a different country. The word repentance is just to orient your mind that something has to change. You cannot stay the same person that you are in light of this king. How do you do that? You repent. And here's what Jesus said. He, this is, can you imagine? I love Mark's gospel because, because in Mark's gospel, Jesus just comes on the scene. Here's his first statement. The time promised by God has come at last. Y'all been waiting. You've been waiting. I'm here. Woo! The kingdom of God is near. Y'all been waiting for it. Now just change your mind to your whole lifestyle and believe the good news. What? You want me to change? Here's the thing. People, people, uh, uh, this is why I'm frustrated with with, uh, American Christianity. Because American Christianity wants its cake and eat it too and then everybody else cake too. I want all the cakes. I want nothing but cakes. And I want all the flavors of the cakes the way I like it today. And if you ever try to say you can't have it that way, then you're judging me because I have a personal relationship. Well, well, that, that personal relationship cannot infringe upon the, 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 the values that have been set forth in his book. You got to repent the way you've been thinking and be open to change. The lifestyle. Here's point number four, and then we'll be done. How do we expand the kingdom? How do we expand the kingdom of God? We expand the kingdom of God very, very simply by sharing the good news. Listen, this again, this is supposed to be simple so you can apply it today. How do we expand the kingdom of God? By sharing the good news. Now, can I tell you something about the good news? It's good. It's not bad news. It's good news. The 30-second spot for Arkansas was telling me the good stuff about Arkansas. In 30 seconds, we got a river over here, got something cool over there. You should come. It wasn't 
Crime rate is at all-time high. Make sure you bring your gun when you cross over this border because things are real in Arkansas. Job market's pretty rough, uh, but you should still come. It's the good news. Here, here's what I've seen uh, that breaks my heart uh, uh, with, with most uh, evangelism, with most people sharing their faith. They start with bad news. <laughs> I'm just... A minister of tourism is, 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 trying, is trying to accommodate people. They're telling them about the amenities of the, uh, of the city, state, or the nation. They're telling them about, uh, about the, the attractions. You should come over here. It's amazing. When, when you tell people about Embassy City Church, you should be telling them how cool you think it is. Worship is great. That guy is funny. <laughs> he will make you laugh and make you cry. When you leave, you'll be like, who told him what was going on? Right. The, the, the people are nice. I went to the prayer uh, 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 down to the uh, uh, let the, the friends at the altar pray for me. And, and, and they, they they I told them something that I was a little bit afraid, but I never heard it again. And the pastor didn't use it as his next sermon. <laughs> Tell them the attractive things about they don't hold too long. OK. All right. You won't be there all day. I can about tell you if you come to the nine, we'll be out between uh, 10, 15 and 10, 30. We can go to breakfast. You won't miss the Super Bowl today. He will not go into a revival. It will not be a crusade. OK, there's weird stuff that happens because the Holy Spirit is weird. OK, he does all the weird stuff. Weird by definition means supernatural and or canny uh, and uncanny. He, he does all of that. So he is weird. He ain't crazy. No crazy stuff is going to happen here. T tell them about the amenity. When, when you start talking to people about your faith, start with the good news. Do you know somebody died for you? Do you know somebody actually died for you? I just came back from Singapore uh, uh, in December. And when I was in Singapore, what I love about Singaporeans, the majority of them that I was preaching to uh, were first generation believers. Nobody in their family had ever accepted Jesus Christ before. And they were all coming from atheist backgrounds, Hindu backgrounds, Buddhist backgrounds, and Islamic backgrounds. And they, they, they got a revelation of who Jesus was, and they gave their life to Jesus. Preaching to them was easy. It was so much easier than preaching in the South. I preach here, and everybody's like, mm, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I just, I just don't know. I'm still going to plead the blood. I don't care what you say. I, 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 that's what I got to deal with in the South. I got to deal with all these filters. And, uh, 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 my Sunday school teacher didn't teach. Shut up. I mean, you just, uh, uh, your defense is up. I'm trying to scale a wall. It's just really bad. It's like a negotiation. I got I to gotta negotiate with you to believe the Bible. Then, then I fly 26 hours away to some people that don't know nothing. They just gave their life to Jesus. And I say, do you know you can lay hands on people and they will be healed? They'll be like, okay. Be healed. Bing. Oh, well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> they have nothing to be deprogrammed from. The kingdom was supposed to be that easy. Do you know the only people that couldn't receive the kingdom? Religious people. Go read uh, John chapter number three. 
the, 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 the most famous scripture in the entire Bible, John 3, 16, comes uh, in a dialogue with a religious leader named Nicodemus who comes to him at night to ask him, who, who, who are you? What is this about? What you doing? Because we've been doing this a long time. But then you just came and now you saying something and they listening to you. They're not listening to me. He said, listen, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you ready for Nicodemus's? Here's Nicodemus. This is a brilliant man. He has a doctorate degree. This Nicodemus. Um, how? Like, like, how am I supposed to go in my mother's womb again? You got a PhD. You are a rabbi. Y'all use metaphors and allegory for a living. And this man uses one, and you get literal. You actually think. He meant for you to go find your mama. <laughs> and somehow, some way, with your grown self, that's what it's like talking to religious people. They got a filter. Jesus went to some ranked sinners. <laughs> Be born again. Okay. I don't even know what that means, but okay. Am I doing it now? Yeah, you're doing it now. Just believe. Okay. When you have a blank slate, it's so easy <laughs> to enter the kingdom. But, 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 but when you don't have a blank slate, it's so hard to enter the kingdom. Give them the good news. I, I, I got, y'all know that I, that I got a, a, a couple of Muslims that I'm working on. And I'm just throwing salt on them on certain days and beaming light on them the other days. I, I went into uh, one of my harvest uh, fields the other day. Don't think I'm bougie. It's the four seasons. And uh, I went in there and uh, uh, one of the young ladies walked up to me. She said, I'm so glad you're here. She said, Kabir was just talking about you. Kabir is a devout Muslim. Okay. Um, everybody has to have ID badges with their picture on it because of his faith. He cannot take a picture. He cannot have his image. Okay. He cannot bear his own image. And so they let him do that because of his faith. And, and, and uh, uh, she told me, she said, Kabir has been asking about you. He wanted to know it's been too long since my friend, Mr. Ross has been here. This is the only man I allow to pray for me. I like his prayers. I'm just telling him about the good news. You know somebody died for you? I know you don't believe God has a son, but do you know if you were to open up and believe that he has a son, that son died for you? God's not trying to make you go through an obstacle course to get to him. He sent his son through an obstacle course to get to you. This is good. I'm trying. <laughs> Listen, you need to go reevaluate your, your, your opening statement about our country? Does it make people uh, 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 attracted to it? Or does it repel people? Oh, you're a believer? Absolutely. Can I come to your church? Well, I don't know. Are you ready to lay your all on the altar? 
Is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and find peace and sweet rest when you yield him your body and soul. No, thank you. What is your do? Stop. You need to stop. Be Arkansas. Find something good and talk about it. Arkansas said, I know we got trailers. I know we do. We're not going to talk about that right now. I'm going to find something good to talk about. I, I know the body of Christ, especially in this country. There's a lot. There's a lot not to be desired. There's some people, like in every country, they abuse authority. They, they don't make it good. I, I'm born and raised in L.A. I hear people all the time, I loved my experience in L.A. I went to go visit. I'm like, absolutely, there's some great places. Just don't, just don't go down Grape Street. <laughs> I wouldn't be, I just wouldn't be rolling through Watts talking about you here to see the sights not 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 in watts or compton <laughs> right but there's some there's some nice spots what i'm saying is the kingdom's big and and and, and there's some some beautiful wheat in in the kingdom but there's some tear as well but he's gonna pull that up so so when people yeah yeah uh, i don't go to church because all they want is your money <laughs> not our church our church don't want your money i know our church don't want your money because we didn't even ask for it. Do, do you know, let me just, can I just celebrate a praise report? Do, do you know our, our church last year, 2018, our giving for the year was over $2 million? Wow. This church gave. That, that, that might be one of your selling points. Hey, hey, come to our church. They won't ask you for no money. And we started this way. We didn't like grow into this place. We started this way. I remember when we planted this church, when we were in the high school, people used to come up to me after the service and, and, and come to Guest Central and they would say, hey, the service was great, but you forgot to get the offering. I said, no, I didn't. They're like, no, no, you didn't. Nobody passed the plate. I was like, I know. We don't pass the plate. They were like, well, then how do you get money? I was like, from disciples that love Jesus. If I got to convince you every week to give, then, then this, is, this is not a response to God. It's a response to me. And then it has to be the right sequence of words, and then you'll tip well. That's... I'm just trying to get people out of church. And into the, I'm just trying to get, y'all was like, uh, yeah, you're right, you're, <laughs> yeah, some of y'all, <laughs> y'all was like, I, mm-hmm, it's, I have permission? Okay, yes, yes. Listen, listen, this month, y'all, this month, this month, I think God wants to equip each and every one of us to be kingdom people, to have an understanding of it. To, to have a boldness to declare it. Listen, when, when you start really understanding kingdom, you can boldly declare it against anybody. Like, like you don't have to debate. Like, people would be like, yeah, your faith is not real. 
I have evidence. And you're like, I have an experience. You always cop out with an experience. And then you're like, the good, there's two billion people that kind of believe the same thing. I don't know if I'm wrong. (laughs) I'm a part of the greatest fraternity ever put on planet Earth. It ain't no Greek involved. I can get off a plane in Australia and there is a brother or sister holding a sign. Tim. And I hug them and they take me to go. I've never seen these people in my life. But the moment I land, I have a brother and a sister. Listen, I I want as many people to embrace the kingdom as possible. And that can't happen if you can't explain it. So what's with this kingdom thing? Everything. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you would like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.